Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are going through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the eighth chapter. In the previous episode, we saw where uh, Jesus had asked his disciples, hey, who do people say that I am? Remember that? And they said, oh, some say Moses, say some, uh, some say Jeremiah, some say one of the other prophets. Um, and then Jesus looks at him and says, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Matthew tells us this part, it says, Peter, you nailed it on the head right there. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You didn't get this in the natural. You received this from my Father, which is in heaven. And upon this proclamation, upon this, I'm going to build my church. Upon this fact that I am the Son of God, okay, that I am the Christ. So we continue through Mark chapter 8, verse 31, says this. And he, that's Jesus, began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. So verse 31 right there, well, that tells us a lot, doesn't it? It says that he began to teach his disciples this. In other words, they, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, they were not totally, absolutely surprised. He had been teaching them and saying for a period of time what was going to occur. Now, were they in shock with this? I can't believe this is actually happening. No doubt. But notice that it's described that he began to teach them. So this was a teaching. Uh, Matthew says he began to show them. We're going to look at Matthew in just a minute. But notice what it was, that the Son of Man, that he himself is going to suffer. What is he going to suffer? He's going to suffer many things. Okay. Then he's going to be rejected. Rejected by whom? by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, the religious rulers of the nation of Israel would reject him. But what would be the ultimate outcome? He would be killed. Then he says, but after three days that he would rise again. Verse 32 of Mark says this, and he was stating the matter plainly. He's saying this plainly. He's not saying it in the parable formula or anything like that. He's saying it plainly. Let's go over to Matthew real quick. See what it says. This is the sixteenth, uh, yeah, sixteenth chapter of Matthew, verse twenty-one. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. So notice, he's telling them, "I must go to Jerusalem. <clears throat> Why? And suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be raised on the third day." Okay, on the third day. A lot of times people lock in on that on the third day right there. And that's the reason they'll come along and say, oh, well, Jesus died on Friday afternoon, so that's one day. He's in the tomb Saturday, that's another day. And then he was raised on Sunday, so that's the third day. And he was raised on the third day because it says on the third day. But over in Mark, it says after three days, he'll rise again. It's after the three days. Then Jesus himself in another place said that he would be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. So that helps us understand how to interpret what Matthew says. What Matthew's saying is he's going to be raised on the third day. It means after three days, he'll be raised. Okay. Now let's go back to Mark, verse 32 of Mark. 
And he says he was stating the matter plainly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Peter took him aside and rebuked him. Matthew tells us what he says. Here's what he says. God forbid, Lord, this shall never happen to you. So here is Peter, who just a few moments before has said, you're the Christ, you're the Son of the living God. Jesus is teaching them now that he's going to die. He's going to be raised again from the dead. And Peter says, Lord, no. You see Peter do this three or four times. That which you really can't do. If he's really Lord, you can't say no. If you say no, he's not really Lord. But he says, this will never happen to you. Now, we understand that Peter's saying this out of emotional uh, zealousness, likely. But regardless, he's literally denying what the Lord has just said. But notice what Mark says in verse 33. But turning around and seeing his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said. So Peter says this. Jesus turns around and sees the disciples. I think that's sort of important right there. Because Peter says it to Jesus. If Peter had just said this to Jesus in that way, they were the only two that heard it, Jesus might have handled it one way. But since all the disciples heard it, Jesus handled it the way he did. And he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but on man's. So Peter went from Jesus saying, What you have declared is the mind of the Lord. You received exactly the truth right here. To a few moments later, saying, Get behind me, Satan saying, you're speaking forth the words of Satan. So what do you do when somebody speaks forth the word of Satan? <clears throat> Jesus looked, looked him in the eyes and said, get behind me. I'm not going to listen to that. And then he tells him why. It's because you are not setting your mind on God's interest. You're not setting your mind on what God wants, but you're setting your mind on what man wants. You know, when Jesus is sitting there saying, I'm going to die and I'm going to be raised again from the dead, they're still anticipating and looking forward to an earthly kingdom here where they're going to be uh, ruling and reigning with the Lord. They have man's interest. Let's see what Matthew has to say about this. Matthew has this account. Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest but on man's. So it's the same thing with the addition of the fact that he's saying you're now being a stumbling block. <coughs> I remember Peter, uh, when he had proclaimed that he was the Christ, that Jesus was the Christ. That's when P- uh, Peter was renamed by the Lord. And Peter named him Stone, named him Rock, because of that proclamation. And then Jesus said, upon this Petra, upon this bedrock, I'm going to build my church. Upon this bedrock of this proclamation of what you just said, And now he's calling him a stumbling block, a stumbling rock, right? How quickly we can turn when we don't have our mind upon God's interest, but upon man's interest. This is really, really important, folks. It's something that we need to take before the Lord constantly. Upon whose mind is my mind stayed? Am I thinking upon my own personal things, my own personal desire, my own personal mind? 
Is my mind and my interest focused upon man's mind and man's interest? What do people think of me? What might people think of me? What might people want me to do? That type of thing. Or is my mind on God's interest? <clears throat> this is such a big, big thing. And and I'll tell you what, uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's a little frustrating. I mean, I know. <clears throat> because you sit there and you will say something and exhort people and encourage people, whether privately or corporately, <clears throat> uh, that the it's really simple here, folks. We need to have the mind of the Lord. We need to know the mind of the Lord and then live thereby. And when you say that and share that, they just look at you like you're from the planet Zenobia, <laughs> you know, somewhere far away. You're not from around here. <clears throat> well, in a manner of speaking, we're not. What's the scripture say? We're not of this world. We are a peculiar people. But let me really encourage you to set your mind on God's interest. <clears throat> if you are not doing that, then your mind will be set on something else. And you will literally, are you ready? You will literally be a stumbling block in the kingdom. And that we do not want to be. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.